0: I'm very happy to that the Creator is open, opening these uh, those opportunities for us once in a while to to chat, to meet, to talk a little bit. It's a, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Think about the opportunity that we have. It's like a, we have our own uh, Beit Midrash. We can sit and learn Torah and talk. And even though the, the Creator sent us to live in different places and everyone is surrounded with his own um, reality and life and still once in a while the Creator is making us able accessing us one to each other to the other to be able to sit together and to learn Torah and to talk about those precious things that we all care about so much I am um, I really wanted to talk about the Holy Land of Israel. I think that this is something very important that I was not uh, talking about enough, and um, and I wanted to to express some point, some aspect about the Holy Land of Israel, and um, it's a beautiful thing that some of us are. Commenting good evening and some of us are commenting good morning it's a it's a blessing that from four wings of the universe people are are saying shalom people are are joining bo hashem so I wanted to say first of all that there are many many teachings and there is there is a lot of information about the holy land of Israel and um I remember that once, a good friend of mine, um, while we still lived in, in Jerusalem, a good friend of mine came from New York, from the U.S., for a visit with his family for two weeks or so to to Israel. And, um, and when he came, he told me, you know, like I just realized that while I was in the U.S. and I was learning Torah, every time that i was learning about Yerushalayim, about um, israel israel the land the city i was thinking and like grasping it in my mind as spiritual aspects like bchinot it's like an aspect of irat it's an aspect of ahava it's an aspect of fear from heaven fear of love to hashem aspects completion unity the 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 promise, the 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 um, like many aspects of of his learning of his limud was using those concepts of Israel and outside of Israel, the Holy Land and whatever. But he said, only when I start walking here in the streets, in the alleys, I realized that Yerushalayim is a place, is a is a real physical place as well as the spiritual aspects of it in the Bible, in the the Torah, in the Limud. So this is something very important. And also, once Rabbi Nachman of Breslev gave a class and he was talking about the greatness of the Holy Land of Israel. And then his student, Rabbi Natan, came and asked him a similar question and told him in the end of the class, of course, he came and asked him, can you explain to me on what aspect you were talking about when you mentioned Eretz Israel, the Holy Land of Israel? So Rabbi Nachman looked at him like in a in a in a very strict and, and severe um, face and told him, "I was talking about the physical land, that one with the houses and and the people." It's a we're talking about when we are talking about israel we're talking about the land we're talking about the the people who lives there a few days ago i saw a video of a certain group of of girls of around 7 to 10 girls um, in ages between 13 to 18 and they live in uh, in the mountains alone on their own on the mountains of of its desert over there and uh, around them the closest um, group of people who who lives there are a group of, of of Bedouins those are Muslim Arabs that lives in the desert in tents and when i saw those brave girls that lives over there and they're doing everything to 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 occupy the land to to put their house um to show that the jewish people belongs to to the holy land it really touched my heart and in the same time cannot ignore from that bedouin family that are also running their lives over there in the desert. And if you go to the historical debate who the land belongs to, so I want to say something very, that comes really from from the the depths of, of my heart. And I want to say, first of all, that no matter what the result of this argument will be, if you will say it belongs to the nation of Israel, if you're gonna say it belongs to the people who occupied it, who lived there, it belongs to the Jewish people who lived in Jerusalem during that time, like, you can bring theories and you can bring opinions, but I want to say something above those arguments. No matter what will be the result of that argument, you can never lose your humanity, humanity, your, your connection to, to the soul, to people, to feelings and to emotions, even when, when you find the answer. I remember that once someone asked me on a different topic, what do I think about the gay parade? that was supposed to take place a few years ago in in Jerusalem and I was expressing a very different approach and I said that with no doubt um, the Torah is 100% clear that it's not allow for men to have gay relationship and in the same time, I mentioned, I said, my opinion is that it's very, very hard to say, um, to say your opinion, your judgment about a certain topic, when there is a human being over there that is sitting in front of you and telling you, listen, I, I have an issue. I'm finding it impossible to, as a man, To relate to women. And I'm not able to count on any woman to open my heart to her and to love her. I don't feel no physical attraction to no woman. And I have that feeling inside of me that I am a woman that is trapped in a body of a man. And what should I do? So now to tell that person, look, you have a problem, the Torah is saying no, the Torah is saying you're not allowed to you you're decreeing on a person to to be miserable, to live life of of loneliness, of lack of communication. He won't be able to share his feelings, he won't be able to love and to and to express his love and to feel loved. And in the same time you don't want to tell him okay, you can have this gay relationship when you know that the Torah is very, very clear about the the fact that it's not allowed, that it's not good for two men to be together. And this is a question that when you deal with as a responsible adult person, you must consider the feelings and the emotions of the person who is standing in front of you and talking to you in an honest way. So now, I, I cannot tell you the answer. I am not able to tell you the answer. I can tell you what the Torah is saying about it. And I can relate to your feelings and to understand where you're holding, where you're standing. And with you together, I will be overwhelmed from the situation, from how hard it is for you. And I'll try to give you my hand and my support for you to to be strong and to hold on and to know that Hashem is with you and that Hashem cares about you and that Hashem loves you. And on that topic of the Holy Land of Israel, of course that I believe that the promise that the Creator gave to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob is standing and exists forever. And the covenant that the Creator established with our people, with the nation of Israel, will never be removed. And in the same time, we need to remember that you have people that are Arabs, Palestinian Arabs, that with all due respect to our book of rules and history, They were born on that land, and they don't feel that they have anywhere to go. And you can explain to them that they have many other uh, Arab countries around them and whatever, but it's impossible for them to relate to that idea. They want to stay in the place that they were born, and that their parents were born in, on lands that they feel that belongs to them. And even if we are Jewish and we do believe that the land belongs to us, we need to understand that the Creator never allowed us to forget about our soul and about souls of others. And we must always, always remember that we're dealing with people and that people have feelings that we should never hurt and that people have emotions. Now, the battle is hard, and the war is strong, and you have people who are fighting, and you have people who are criminals, and you have people who are terrorists, and you have people who are murderers, and you have people who are cruel, and of course that with those people, there is no side of conversation, there is no side of 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 negotiation, because they are violent, because they couldn't care less, and they just thirsty for blood, and with terror, there is no conversation. Of course, you need to be strong, and you need to fight back. But we need to remember always, because we can take this conversation to another aspect, and maybe in that way you will understand a little bit more of that point, For an example, if a person wants to learn Torah, and he desires to to learn Torah, I have a friend that is not Jewish, that his heart is calling him to learn Torah and to convert, but his wife, convert, and his wife, she's Christian, and he also born Christian, and she doesn't understand at all, at all, about what he's talking about. What he's talking about Torah and being Jewish it's like crazy like what are you talking about okay you have issues with your faith with our so-called Christian faith okay I, I, I can understand that but what are you talking about Judaism like to be Jewish like out of your mind like what are you talking about it's like so far for her and now what what a person should do you understand like there, there is a struggle and both sides are are pulling you in in an equal way and and you need to understand that this struggle that you are facing, if you want to learn torah and for your family it's hard for you to, for you to disappear for for another hour or for two hours or like people need you or there are some difficulties in life that even though that you are being torn to the sides, you still can't choose a side because the other side is standing there as well and holds its importance and its feelings and we're not allowed to erase them, we're not allowed to disrespect them, we're not allowed to to ignore them there is one unique mitzvah in the Torah that the sages compromised on on the result of the answer in the argument that they had on how to keep that halakha. And it's mitzvah mezuzah. The mitzvah to set a mezuzah in, your, in the entrance to your house. And one of the sages said that you need to put the mezuzah standing tall, like that, straight. And the other righteous one said that you need to put it like that, diagonal. You say diagonal, I think. And the outcome of their argument, if to put it like that, if the Torah is telling us that the mezuzah should be that way, or if the Torah is telling us that the mezuzah should be that way, the result was to put the mezuzah di- No, that's diagonal. This is not diagonal. This is diagonal, right? So, the outcome of that argument was to put the mezuzah in between, diagonal. Why? Because that righteous one will come a little bit to the side of that one, and that one will come a little bit to the side of that one, and that compromising is the answer. But of course we know that in all the rest of the Torah and mitzvot, you can never find a situation like that, that Chachamim will compromise one with the other on the answer. In all the rest of the Torah, you can see that they are fighting and arguing on what will be the right psak, the judgment, the rule of, of the Torah. What is it, if it should be like this or like that, and they will go all the way with their opinion until they will understand that one of them is wrong. And the ones who came later, the er, later generations, they will set the psak Halakha based on the one that was more right, or the one that people will be able to follow, but they will never choose to compromise and to make a, a third option. And the reason for that, why in Mitzvat Mezuzah there is that side of compromising, is because of the purpose of Mitzvat Mezuzah. The purpose of Mitzvat Mezuzah is to protect the people that lives in the house, for them not to be hurt by the externals, by the forces of darkness who lives outside of the house, that they will not enter into the house and hurt and damage the people who lives inside a house. This is why when it's written the word mezuzot, mezuzot, those are the the mezuzot that we need to put on our doors and the entrance to our houses. So the letters of the word mezuzot are when you separate the word mezuzah to two different words you cut it in the middle you see in the words zaz mavit," death will walk away will move away from that house so you see that the mezuzah is a protection for the house so the reason for the compromising between the different opinions about how to put the mezuzah in the entrance of your house is based on the purpose of the mezuzah to bring peace to the house and when you want to bring peace to the house for that you need to compromise you need to make halfway toward your friend and your friend need to make halfway toward you and in our reality in the holy land of Israel and by the way that was completely not my uh, idea of what I wanted to talk about, because when I mentioned that I want to talk about the Holy Land of Israel, I wanted to talk about the spiritual side of it, and about the feelings and the heart of, of Israel toward uh, the children of Israel, but that's probably going to be a topic for another lecture. But as of today, we're just going to continue talking and finishing our talk on that topic, that really even though that we believe that the Holy Land of Israel belongs to the people of Israel, we must understand that we cannot ignore um, the feelings and the emotions of other people who live there and uh, for many years as well. And like that you cannot, in a different argument, say to one of the sides, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go to the other side because you have to listen and to compromise. So you need to open your heart even if it's very, very hard for you to listen and to hear and the claims. And again, I'm saying, I am not talking about conversations with murderers and with terrorists. Not at all. But there are many people who are not Terrorists, who are not violent, who are not cruel, and they want to live their life in peace. And we need to understand that and not to ignore that. And the Torah is commanding us to be human and to be good. And the will of heaven, the Creator himself, is that we always, always going to try to do the right thing. And when you don't know what to do, and when you can't find the solution, It's time to pray. That is the time to pray. This is the time to ask from Hashem for salvation. And I want to tell you another small thing about this topic. And maybe it's going to surprise you. But I won't be surprised to hear that in the end of time. And I heard once an amazing theory about the lost tribes of Israel. That... um, Many of the tribes who've been exiled 3,000 years ago um, to Syria and to Iran, uh, to the area of Iraq, um, spread and went um, to live in different settlements in those areas of Jordan and Syria and Iraq. In 3000 years, they lost their religion and they they became the the people who who occupied those lands. And there is a very big chance that um, many of our Arab uh, cousins are actually lost tribes of Israel who themselves are not aware to their ancient connection to the nation of Israel. And um, maybe there is something in that great battle on the Holy Land between the Jewish people and the Palestinians that uh, in the end of time will bring us to a very deep understanding that they had a certain reason to fight for the land and not because that the land belongs to the palestinians just because that the palestinians are not really belongs to islam and i know that uh, it can be sound hard and um and not easy and not so comfortable to hear but uh, to some of us and especially for people who who lost a lot who lost a lot in this uh, great battle Um, but like I said before this is my honest opinion that there might be a chance yes with the Creator's greatness that deeper Truths will be revealed in the future to come. And like we said, 10 out of 12 tribes are an amount of around a billion people, 800 million people. And it's um, a great amount that will surprise all of us when they will rise up from the ground and will show their real true colors and what they really made of, and that they are the lost tribes, children of Asher, children of Shimon, children of Naphtali, lost siblings of ours that will join us soon to come and will reunite with us in the Holy Land of Israel that will expand and will bloom, and will shine in great light, and will hold inside of it a place for all the children of Israel, and for all the ones who will be willing to surrender to the kingship of heaven, and to accept the real true king, Hashem, Elokei Israel, Melech, the king of Israel, that he is the king of the whole wide world, and with great hopes for great salvation and unity, we will uh, move on to the next thing we have to do in our lives. May the Creator bless us all as one, always to rise and shine and to succeed while being happy and healthy. Amen. Thank you. Ya vine el mejor